you know, you see these food scientists that go, well, what's right? You know, this person's crazy. They're a quack. So they call us quacks and they say that citric acid is totally fine. And it's been, you know, studied over and over. And, you know, but then when you find the money trail, you go, oh, well, who was actually funding the study? Oh, it was the corn industry that was <laughs> funding mm-hmm. the study for citric totally. acid. So of course, you know, the, the results are going to be fine. And oh, and by the way, who is this food scientist? Oh, she's actually on their payroll. Hey guys, welcome back to the Digest This Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Ugardi. And today I'm joined by Sharon Brown, who shares her personal story on how she healed her son in three months with bone broth after being on antibiotics since he was a baby. We also talk about how bone broth is made, real bone broth versus the fake stuff, and how to spot it. And what's really happening in today's food industry and the lies we are told by big brand companies. You guys have to listen to the very end because these topics no one really ever talks about or wants to talk about, but we are. The winner for the Vitamix giveaway that I had running in October for those that submitted a review and rating, the winner is Carly Marie, spelled C-A-R-L-Y-M-A-R-I-E-E-E-E-E. That's Carly Marie. And so I have sent her an Instagram DM and she will be getting her Vitamix. Thanks again for everyone that participated. And for the winner in my blog subscription, they will be emailed directly. I will not give out their email um, for privacy purposes. Welcome, Sharon. Hi, thank you. It's so fun to be here with you. Why don't you first introduce yourself and tell people who you are? Great. I'm Sharon Brown. I'm the founder and president of Bonafide Provisions. A lot of my listeners know that I am already a, a Bonafide Provisions fan. And really today we're going to be going into bone broth and the health food industry in general. Um, but so for those that don't know, what is bone broth? Because it is thankfully more widely known and talked about now as opposed to even like five years ago. But um, so what is it? Yeah. So bone broth is a product that's been used by cultures all over the world for thousands of years. And it's simply when you take the bones of an animal and you simmer them for long periods of time, um, what happens is with that simmer process, it pulls all of the collagen, the nutrients, the amino acids, and the protein out of the bones into this broth that we refer to as liquid gold. Um, and that's simply what bone broth is. It's, you know, it's very specific because you're using bones. You're not using the meat of the animal. And that's where um, all of the kind of healing or supportive properties comes in from, from the bone broth. And we can get a little bit more technical, but that's kind of the, 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 the basic version of what bone broth is. Yeah, I would love to kind of get more into it to it as what it, it's made from. But if anyone has ever maybe cooked a chicken and the bones of the chicken get like super soft, you can kind of bite into them and there's like that red, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um, explain what that is. Yeah. So, so you know, it, it really has to do with the cooking time and how, how you 
talked about them getting soft. And when you do that, the bones actually almost start to disintegrate. Um, and what is stored in the bones of animals and, you know, really humans, if you think about humans, we store what our calcium in bones. All women are talking about, you know, where we're storing our calcium. For animals, they're storing things um, like their amino acids, the protein, um, the minerals in those bones. And when you are cooking, whether it just be a whole chicken or just the chicken bones, it's extracting the longer cooking times, extracting those things. And, you know, I start, I didn't start this company because I wanted to make a buck. That was never how this happened. And it was really to, um, we, we healed my son. And, you know, this was 16 years ago when People didn't know what bone broth was. I didn't know what bone broth was, but I had a very, very sick child. Um, and, you know, really people tout bone broth and the benefits of bone broth really about the collagen, but it's actually the amino acids. And that's where we can get a little bit nerdy and technical um, because it's the amino acids that are so important um, just in supporting the gut. And that's where the benefit comes from. Yeah, so interesting. And can, I do want to ask too, because that was a question. So can you share just a little bit of background story, first of all, of how you healed your son? Yeah. So this was uh, 16 years ago. Um, I had a you know six-year-old when I really started all of this, but I have three children. My middle son, he was born perfectly healthy. And then when he was six months old, he developed his first sinus infection. I took him to the pediatrician, like, you know, most moms did back, you know, 16 years ago. They said, oh, he has a sinus infection. We're going to put him on, you know, antibiotics. It'll clear it up. Um, he also has a little ear infection and he'll be fine. So we gave him, you know, this little pink medicine, you know, it's just full of junk. <laughs> and, you know, and so gave him the the uh, antibiotics and and cured that sinus infection. Um, but about six weeks later, he developed another sinus infection. And mm -hmm. for the first six years of his life, he was on some round of antibiotics or um, breathing treatments, albuterol. He was just a sickly little guy. He had skin issues, um, sinus issues, chronic ear infections, respiratory infections. We had to give him breathing treatments. And he was just sick all the time. Um, and then when he was in first grade, we went to a back to school night and that's when you get to go back to school and meet the teacher, learn kind of what the kids are doing for the year. And his teacher pulled me aside and said, you know, your son Blake is such a fine young man, but he has, uh, ADD tendencies and it's, you need to get him to a doctor and get him on some Ritalin because it's easier for the family than the, you know, the teachers and, and his classmates. So you you really need to get him on some some focusing medication. And and I just thought this is insanity. I I don't. This is crazy. Um, and mind you, this was 16 years ago. There wasn't Instagram. There there wasn't. You know, there was very little information on the internet. And you know, I just cried the whole way home. And I thought this can't. I just can't go on. I cannot continue to medicate this child. And I cannot put him on this very powerful mind-altering drug. I just was not willing to do it. So I went home, had a cry fest. I started to do a little bit of research. There wasn't a ton of research on the internet. I went to the library and I went to the librarian and I said, 
point me to the section of natural healing. And I came across um, Weston A. Price's teaching. And the I read his book and I learned about the benefits of bone broth. So I said to my husband, we're going to pull him out of school. I'm going to start homeschooling him because obviously he couldn't go back to school and sit around with a bunch of kids eating, you know, fish crackers for, for lunch. Um, and we're going to heal this little guy. And so my husband, who was a professionally trained chef at one point in his life, we started making bone broth and we started incorporating it into everything we made, everything, his breakfast, his lunch, his dinner, his smoothies. Um, and within three months time, it was the first time since he was six months old that he wasn't on a round of antibiotics. Wow. And we thought, okay, we might be onto something here. Um, and then I, you know, I kind of chalked it up. Well, he's not around kids at school. Maybe that's why he's never sick, you know? Um, then six months went by and then nine, nine months went by. And a year later, we healed this little guy using food and he's 23 today. He hasn't been back to the doctors since that time. Um, and he doesn't have ADD. He just graduated with a business degree and he hasn't taken one ounce of medication since that time. Wow. What an amazing story. Praise God for that. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And when, what kind of, were you doing beef bone broth, chicken bone broth? Were you just mixing it up during that time? I was mixing it up and I was getting, I was doing everything that I can. You know, he, I mean, he was a little six-year-old guy and I was trying to get him to drink the bone broth and that was not happening. He, he did that for the first week. And then he was like, I don't, I can't <laughs> drink any more bone broth. So that's when I would make, you know, to your point, beef and chicken and turkey and kind of mix it up. But I just snuck it into everything that I made for him. He had no idea that, you know, by the end of the day, he was drinking up to 24 ounces of bone broth because I just put it in everything that he, he, he consumed. Yeah. And that's something too, I want to point out, you can incorporate it into so many different things. You, you can cook rice in bone broth, you know, obviously adding it to soups. I personally, I like to freeze uh, bone broth in like little ice cubes and then throw them in my smoothies. And you can't even taste it because if you're adding, you know, fruit or a banana or different things, the, the fruit really overpowers the taste anyways. So, um, unless you're, I feel like unless you're really like drinking it straight up or adding it to like a soup broth, which is delicious, um, you can kind of sneak it into so many things. Yeah, you absolutely can. Um, you know, and then for folks who like to drink it, they they can just drink it straight, but, but yes, that's, that's what we did. And then I went, you know, that, that prompted me, I, you know, young moms that we see them kind of everywhere on Instagram and social media that just have a passion. Right. And so I, I was so passionate about healing and I I would go to moms in the grocery store and you know and talk to them about the food that was in their cart and you know I became like this crazy I love mom. it I love it <laughs> I was like this crazy woman in the grocery store I'd see you know moms with like soy formula and I'd be like don't give your baby soy formula you know and and so I I went back to school I got several certifications in nutrition I opened a nutrition practice um in Del Mar I had a four month wait list to work with me. And I, I say that not because uh, I try to puff myself up. I say that simply because food does heal. And when you get amazing results from healing with food, people will line up because they, you know, people are desperate. 
people are desperate for a solution. Yeah. Um, so to four month waitlisten, and my biggest challenge, I became a GAPS practitioner, stands for gut and psychology syndrome. It was a, it's a protocol that was um, that was created by Dr. Nat Natasha Campbell McBride, who's a neurologist. Um, to support children who are on the spectrum in autism. Um, and so uh, I became a GAPS practitioner. My biggest challenge was getting people to make bone broth for their children. It's it's a laborious process. And there was not bone broth on the market at that time. You just couldn't go to the store and buy clean bone broth. It, it wasn't available. And so I challenged my husband uh, to, to make bone broth just for my clients. He didn't want to do it, but he eventually gave in. Happy, happy wife is a happy life, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so we start, you know, we used to sell it out of my little office and it would sell out, you know, monthly, weekly, daily. And then we launched it online and launched it kind of nationally um, through Whole Foods and and here we are. That's that's wow. kind of the rest of the story. I had to give up my nutrition practice. My husband was a contractor. He had to give up his contracting business really as, you know, our sole focus was trying to get um, this product in the hands of more people and really to change um, the, the grocery industry, to, to really teach them that people are out there that want real products and ingredients matter. And if you put the product on the shelf, these people will find you. Um, and so that's that's what we've done. And it's been a, been a long ride, you know, it's been yeah. 10 years, um, but yeah. Okay, so I have um, some questions too. So just to kind of uh, inform some people. So first of all, how is bone broth made? Yeah. So bone broth is, uh, we make ours the traditional way. Um, we take the bones of an animal, we add apple cider vinegar, we add triple filtered water. Um, we do add uh, onions and garlic to ours because I do believe in the medicinal properties of onions and garlic. Yeah. Um, and we simmer it for a little over the 18 hours. And we've done lab tests which show bone broth simmered at four hours, six hours, eight hours. And we found that 18 hours really was the sweet spot. Anything beyond that, it really wasn't um, meaningful, kind of the results that you would get. And um, and so you boil the bones for 18 hours. And then um, what that does is it pulls, like I said, all the nutrients, the collagen, the amino acids, and turns it into this liquid liquid uh, gold that we refer to. Um, and that's really what bone broth is. Unfortunately, this is the unfortunate part, um, is that there is no specific naming for bone broth um, that's regulated. And so if you go into the grocery store, you will find many, especially the private label brands, if you turn over the box, the ingredient will actually say chicken flavor and water. And oh, I know. And on the front of the package, it says bone broth and, bone broth. and literally breaks my heart because I think these are people who are possibly budget conscious. They are on a budget. They're thinking they're buying bone broth and they're buying chicken flavor and water for the health, yeah. their health. And it really, truly breaks my heart. Yeah. Well, and that's, an, that kind of leads me to my next question is can true real bone broth, bone broth be boxed or can, AKA, can it be shelf stable? Yeah. I mean, I think that it can, if you do it correctly, unfortunately, the, 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 the big brands, the major competitors in that set that are known for their bone broths, they are boiling bones. Um, 
They are also adding, adding a bone broth powder to their products. And then if you look on, for instance, the, some of the chicken bone broths that are out there, they actually will add vegetable broth to it. And that all seems fine and dandy, like, well, what's wrong with vegetable broth? But the problem is, is that that is their way to keep their costs down by adding the vegetable broth. And so you look at that ingredient label and you go, oh, it's it's chicken broth, it's bone broth and vegetable broth, but but guess what? It's 50% maybe um, bone broth and you're paying a lot of money for that bone broth. Mm-hmm. You know, why not just either make yeah. your own? I mean, we always tell people, make your own bone broth, but if you can't, we're here for you. And you know that integrity and morality is one of the highest uh, you know, honors that we can have as a brand. Um, we're going to do it the same way you do it at home. We're not going to add vegetable broth to it. We're not adding powder to ours. It's exactly the way that I just told you that we make it. Yeah. Well, and I make my own bone broth too. Um, however, as you know, this is just me right now, <laughs> soon to be me and my husband, but just still, if you want bone broth, you can definitely make it at home, but you're you're going to have to buy a whole chicken or get the the meat and I can drink so much more bone broth than I can actually eat the meat that you know I make it from as well so to me I'm like I, I might as well just buy bone broth because there's no way I'm going to eat all the meat that I have to buy in addition, you know, to make it, if that makes sense. So that's what's super helpful. So I do, yeah, I love making my own, but um, it is helpful. And I often just get your bone broth and it is in the freezer section. And that's something I do want to point out is because it's frozen. And that's the only quote preservative that you do use is the freezer. Um, And when it, when you uh, let it thaw, it, has like a gelatinous uh, texture. Um, And that's something that I've noticed too is other quote unquote bone broths that you can find, they, they aren't gelatinized. And so does that mean, is that a good sign? Does that mean it's not real bone broth if it's not gelatinized? Can you explain that? Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Bethany. You know, it, the gelat the you know the amount of gelatin that will come out of a bone is really dependent on the animal right and it's when you think about like say a filet mignon if you go to the the grocery store and you pick up a filet mignon and it's going to be gort you know beautifully marbled right you may go the next week and it will be differently marbled but there is going to be some sort of marbleization in that filet mignon with bone broth there should be some type of viscosity meaning that it sh- it should have some type of thickness to that bone broth and all that is going to tell you as somebody who is purchasing bone broth is that whoever you're purchasing it from whatever company that you're purchasing it from did not do anything funky or water it down. They used the proper bone to water ratio. And yes, a true bone broth will have gel in it, or it will have some type of thickness or viscosity. And, you know, the challenge, you can do this at home. If you make your own bone broth and you don't do the proper bone to water ratio, or you add powders to it, or you try to add vegetable stock to it, 
you're not going to have a bone broth that gels, but if you make it at home and you do it correctly, you do the proper bone to water ratio, it's going to gel. And, you know, it's kind of like the proof is in the pudding, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, it, it should have some type of, um, of viscosity when it goes from, you know, in a refrigerated state, it's, it's gelatin, it ge you know, gelatin yeah. jellos. You know, think about that kind of jiggly jello mm -hmm. when we used to, when we grew up. You know, I'm I'm old. I'm 56 years old, and we used to grow up on jello. You know, and so, but it gels. You know, it kind of has that wiggly jiggly, and um, so your bone broth should have some type of viscosity for sure. Yeah, and and that's when it's kind of chilled in the refrigerator. If it's hot, then it does not because it it's liquefied when it's hot. So just want to clarify that. Um, so that's a good actually test if you think you are buying true bone broth you see put it in the refrigerator and see what happens you know and then that's a, a true test um, and can this is a question so can bone broth be made from fish like basically fish stock it absolutely can be yes you can take the bones of fish and you can make fish stock there are clean companies that are out there that are doing that mostly online it's a you know it's it's a it's not really, I had found it not to be a scalable um, product, um, you know, and the products have to be scalable because the equipment that, you know, you use, these are, you know, this is $3 million worth of equipment um, to, to be able to make a real bone broth. And so, um, yes, the fish is out there on small scale and you can, you can find it online. All right. You may not know this about me, but every morning before I drink my daily coffee, I actually drink electrolytes first. There's two reasons I do this. One, your body is naturally dehydrated from the previous night's sleep and is craving hydration. And two, coffee actually dehydrates you, even though it is technically a liquid. So rule of thumb, hydrate before you caffeinate. I personally use Element Electrolytes in my morning routine. It's literally the first thing I drink every single morning. I stick to their raw, unflavored version, which contains no sugar, no flavorings, no coloring, and no fillers. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio of salt, magnesium, and potassium. And their unflavored version has only those three ingredients. Element is by far the cleanest electrolyte drink I've found on the market, and I've been looking for a while. Other electrolyte drink mixes have added sugar, maltodextrin, dextrose, gums, and even added oils. Electrolytes are essential for our body to function. So you want to not only make sure you are getting them in your body, but you are getting the best kind. There's also research to back that when you keep hydrated, there are lower risks of anxiety and depression in individuals. So whether you just finished a workout, sauna session, or just waking up in the morning, Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited for those following a keto, low-carb, vegan, or paleo diet. Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packs free with any Element order. To get eight free packs, you must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash digest to get this offer. Element also has a no questions asked refund policy. 
so you can try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. You have nothing to lose. So go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash digest to get this amazing offer. I'll also leave that link in today's show notes so you can easily scroll down and order with just one easy tap. Let me just ask you, does it matter if it's grass-fed versus not grass-fed and the nutrients coming from the bones? Because you're thinking, well, maybe it's just important because the, I'm eating the meat and the meat, you know, but the bones also have either the nutrients or the toxins coming from a grass-fed versus non-grass-fed, correct? No? Absolutely. I mean, you when you are looking for bones and you're going to be extracting anything from those bones, you want the cleanest animals, you know, and I, I think when we think about grass fed, it's really unfortunate that we are in a place in our society where we have to label our our product is grass-fed because really that's the way God intended cows to eat. They are supposed to eat grass. They are not supposed to be in feedlots eating corn. Um, when you or feed, skittles or skittles <laughs> when you <laughs> when you feed a cow corn, the cow becomes an inflamed sick cow. They pass that on to humans. We become inflamed sick people when we consume non-grass-fed animals. And the same thing goes for chickens. Um, You know, chickens need to be raised on pasture. They need to have access to bugs and worms and sunshine. Um, And so, you know, our bone broth, it it is a premium product because, you know, we are only using the best ingredients. Um, And then on top of that, we are certified organic. And that is, that was very important to me as a nutritionist. And what that means is we aren't just using organic ingredients. Anybody can use organic ingredients. You don't have to get certified because guess what? All of your ingredients don't have to be certified. If you aren't certified organic, then you don't, you aren't bound by the stringent kind of regulation that you have to be held to in order to be certified organic. Even our cleaning products that we use to clean our kettles have to be organic. We can't just throw Ajax in there mm-hmm. and, you know, and chlorine bleach um, and, and clean up our rooms. Everything that touches this product from the animal all the way through the processing to the cleaning is an organic process and therefore we are certified. Um, And that's our commitment to people who are are purchasing our products. So, you know, I think Bethany, one of the things that we love about you and have always loved about you, you know, we've been, you know, girl crushing and fanning on you for years. It's because of your commitment to ingredients and really calling big companies, big pharma, big food companies out. And, you know, what I really, my message to everybody is just beyond bone broth, right? It's like, for me, when I think about my mission, my passion, my calling, you know, the things that God has placed on my heart is to go up against these big food companies that are lying to all of us when we are walking up and down the grocery store aisles and we vote with our dollars. And every time we buy, you know, 
potato chips that are laden with canola oil. And every time we buy products that aren't really what they are, we fuel that industry. But when you are supporting small brands like, you know, even if it's not bona fide, I, you know, I'm not here just to preach bona fide. I, 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 I just have a bigger vision and it's really about just like you, real ingredients for the consumer because guess what? You know, food heals. Food is medicine. I am a walking, talking, you know, uh, uh, result of that. My son is, you know, is healed using food. And so we have to band together um, as as people who believe in this and 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 support the brands and buy the brands that are out there fighting the good fight. Because I am telling you, it is a fight every day we are battling um, against big food companies, big retailers, um, and it all boils down to consumers um, supporting the brands. Oh, I, I just and I just love that about you too. You know, and I, I follow you guys on Instagram, obviously, and I see that you aren't just promoting bona fide, but you are just sharing about just ingredients in general in the health food industry and what to look for and what not to do, and um, and it's so important because. Often I, I find that a lot of people are wanting better options. They're looking for better better things for their family, but they're just misled. So they are purposely buying something unknowing. They're just uneducated and they're trying, but they're still just being misled by lies and marketing and just things on the packaging that may look you know great and wholesome. And it's, it's really up to you and like other people and to help educate. So if you have some helpful and useful information, share it so that other people can also know and be on the lookout, you know? Yeah. Um, and now kind of going into that, what, what do you see in today's health industry that is taking over now accepted as normal in the wellness space. Um, I'll give you an example. Like I'm seeing a lot of natural flavors and stevia and gums in health and wellness products that are actually labeled as clean. But to me, that's just not, I mean, and it's so tricky because, you know, like natural flavors, that's, those are chemicals basically. And it's just so common in today's health food. Yeah. Yeah, and Bethany, you were one of the very first people to to bring up what I'm going to talk about, and it's citric acid. And I remember years ago, you did a, a, a post or a blog about what citric acid actually is mm-hmm. and what people think it is. It's not beautiful, gorgeous lime or lemon. Um, and, you know, 99% of the citric acid on the grocery store shelf today is made from molded GMO corn, even in organic products. And, and, and you were one of the first ones to bring that to the attention. Now I can share with you in my nutrition practice, how many people suffered from just various kind of funky symptoms. And when we were able to get the citric acid out of their consumption, their daily consumption, all of a sudden these crazy symptoms went away. This bad, this, and so that's a a really big issue, the citric acid, right? It's huge. And that's, yeah, please. I'm now I'm curious about what what happened. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so what's very sad to me is that 
what I'm starting to see is this watered down version of wellness that um, it's this kind of anti-diet culture and which look, I am anti-diet. I, I don't even, I never even used the word diet in my practice. It was a food program. We always talked about a food program because, um, you know, it wasn't about diet. It was about fueling and healing and just supporting this amazing thing called the body, you know? And so, um, What's very sad to me is these watered down versions of, hey, you know, citric, you, you know, you see these food scientists that go, well, what's right? You know, this person's crazy. They're a quack. So they call us quacks and they say that citric acid is totally fine and it's been, you know, studied over and over. And, you know, but then when you find the money trail, you go, oh, well, who was actually funding the study? Oh, it was the corn industry that was <laughs> funding mm -hmm. the study for citric totally. acid. So, of course, you know, the, the results are going to be fine. And, oh, and by the way, who is this food scientist? Oh, she's actually on their payroll. Yeah, she's on their team. <laughs> <laughs> she's on their team. So those are kind of the, the you know, look, I'm a mom. I, 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 a part of my role, I'm a, I, I, I sell bone broth, but my bigger role is I am a mom. I am a nutritionist. I kind of am an activist about real ingredients, eating the way we did a hundred years ago on a farm. I'm concerned about our children. I'm concerned about our children's health. I'm concerned with um, the rates of cancer, ADD, ADHD, anxiety, um, uh, you know, and what we are putting into our food supply. And I'm concerned with the watered down message that it, you know, everything's okay. Um, and look, we everything's okay in moderation, right? Follow the 90-10 rule. But we got to be careful with the things that we're putting in our body because this body was not meant to to be loaded full of crap. It just wasn't. It breaks yeah. down. Yeah, and it's it's so true. And I mean, if you think about it too, I mean, the word nat the word natural is so widely and just loosely used. Yeah, everything is natural. Dog poop is natural. You know, like, but do you want to put that in your body? You know, not everything natural is safe. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, everything natural wasn't meant to be consumed and put into the body. And, um, you know, I, I, I worked with so, like I said, thousands of people all across the country and I would get moms that would come to me with picky eaters. You know, I had a picky eater. He was six years old and, you know, um, and I had to reverse everything. And, you know, I tell people, um, start them from the time that they are babies, limit the sugar. They're not even going to know what the sugar tastes like. And then when they have a piece of fruit, you're going to see their, you know, that's why babies go, when they yeah. eat fruit, you know, it's like their face lights up and they're like, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that, you know, fruit is really God's, you know, dessert. It's, you know, give them fruit, give them lots of fruit, you know, um, just don't give them Skittles, you know, when they're nine, yeah. not nine months old, they don't need it. They don't need to drink sodas, you know, take a drink of you know, somebody's soda at 13 months old, because once they get that taste and look, I'm speaking from years of experience in their nutrition practice. Once they get that taste, <laughs> that's, that's a hard ship to turn around. Yeah. Well, totally. And this is actually a pet peeve of mine. If I just can go off on a little rant here, but I have definitely seen just with the fake sweeteners and, and the natural flavors, um, you'll see like natural, strawberry flavor. And you're thinking, 
what's wrong with the regular flavor? Or And so when people are used to, when people are consuming things that have a taste of a heightened version of the natural version, right? You're not just eating an apple, but now you're eating apple flavor, which is tasting 10 times more apple-y, right? Then people's taste buds are changed, they're heightened, and they're going to want that heightened version all the time. Same thing with fake sweeteners. Sweeteners are in everything. And now when you taste fruit or you taste something that's natural the way God intended, they're going to be like, oh, this doesn't taste as good as the fake stuff. You know, the taste or the flavor is just kind of mellow. And that's what's happening in today's society is they want everything heightened, everything extra sweet. Even if it's zero calories, sweeteners, they want it to the next level. And it's sad that our taste buds are really being just completely altered. Yeah, that is such an important message, Bethany. I mean, if anybody, you know, if they want to listen to anything in this podcast, that's the message right there. Um, it, It really is about these fake foods right? Franken, Frankenstein foods that are being put into our food supply that are tricking our bodies, not even to think about what the pancreas has to do when it, you know, it, when it encounters these fake sugars, because it's thinking that you're bringing on a hundred times more of the sugar than you actually are from a strawberry. And, you know, it's, it's really so simple and it's not complicated right? And you talked about education. It's it's kindergarten education that we're talking about. It's read your labels. It it, it should be real food. Um, and I, I used to tell people in my practice, you know, they'd say, I want a food program. I want, you know, a meal program. I want, you know, and I'd say, think of it like this, eat the way you did a hundred years ago on a farm. That's it. Mm-hmm. If you could grow it, if you could ar- harvest it, if you could raise it, then eat it. If you can't, then, you know, don't eat it or don't consume it very often, you know? Um, And look, I, my kids, they go to In-N-Out. They go, they, they, they go, you know, they're regular. They're not kids anymore. They're adults. Um, They're regular people. Um, You know, but I can tell you this, when you are on a clean eating kind of just program and journey, um, you will actually get a food hangover from some of these foods. You wake up the next day and you're just like, whoa, what hit me? That's really how our body was created. Your body is responsive. It's this amazing, amazing machine. And it should respond like that, you know, the next day. It's hungover because it's trying to get everything out that you put in. Then you just get right back on, right? You get back on your, your clean eating program. And it's not about deprivation. Like I don't feel deprived when I'm eating you know, um, ice cream that is homemade, right? From, you know, gorgeous grass-fed dairy Mm -hmm. with a little bit of maple syrup and strawberries on top. There, there's no deprivation in my life when it comes to, to food that I have an abundant amount of food and every, you know, taste bud is activated daily. Yeah. And I, that's a great point that you just pointed out too, that we should have, adverse effects when we eat fast food or when we eat something that's completely packaged and processed, right? We should feel 
crappy. (laughs) And that's a good sign. If you are not feeling that way and it's just a regular thing and you wake up the next day ready to go, that's, that's a red flag right there. It's a huge red flag. And, and I think what's happening is what I've seen also in my practice was that people are on such kind of this neutral mode of feeling terrible, waking up, you know, grabbing their, their glasses from the nightstand, walking into the bathroom, taking a couple of, you know, ibuprofen and, and moving on with their day. They don't even know what it feels like to feel good. And, and that was in my practice. I mean, after six weeks on a clean, clean eating program, people would come back and say, I had no idea that I was experiencing this until I thought about it. And I don't even have that anymore. You know, what, whatever these things are and all these crazy symptoms that everybody's experiencing brain fog and, you know, just everything that we're experiencing, um, you know, just try a real food program. It's, and it's, it's not restrictive. It is not about, you know, diet culture. It is not a diet. It's really actually the vitamins, the nutrients, the minerals, the proteins, you know, uh, the, all of the phytonutrients, it's all there. You know, when you walk into a grocery store, we we used to go walk onto a farm, right? Into a garden, (laughs) but now you walk into the grocery store and you walk into the produce section, that's your medicine cabinet right there. That is it. It has everything that your body needs. Then you move over to the meat aisle, there it is. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's your medicine aisle. Consume those things. And, you know, you, you may find that you will have life-changing results. Yeah. And just it kind of occurred to me too, it is anti-diet the way that you're, if you're eating just real whole foods, what's actually diet culture are the processed foods, you know, are the fake sweetened foods. That's diet culture right there. Yeah, it's, it's very true that, that, you know, that is the diet culture that the big food companies want us to be addicted to. There is a reason why these foods are so addicting, right? Max Lucavere, he talks about these things all the time. Mm -hmm. And there is a reason why this food is so addicted, addictive. It is, you know, they know exactly the chemicals to use to make our bodies and our cells and you know our you know once you put when you put food on your tongue it sends a neurotransmitter to your brain and it tells your brain and the rest of your body to start doing things there are specific chemicals that they're putting in these foods you know that are really screwing with the neurotransmitters in our body um so yes, it, it is, it, you know, we are being fed lies and, you know, I don't say these things to scare people. Look, I, w- I was just, I'm just a mom. I'm just a person, just like all of you, you know, who had a very sickly little guy. And I, I see young moms on, you know, on, on TikTok and on, on Instagram and, you know, their world is their world. Um, but there is some wisdom in looking in the past and looking in the past and saying, what did we do a hundred years ago? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what is our disease state today? And where's the correlation between the food and the disease state of today? There is a direct correlation. Yeah. And it's not getting better. <laughs> you know, you don't see uh, cancer. You don't see all these different ailments going down. You're, they're going up. Yeah they are going up. And we don't say these things 
to scare you. You know, I used to tell people, take the, you know, take the six month, you know, protocol, take the three months protocol, take the six week protocol. I had to take the, you know, three day protocol because I had such a sick little guy, but you can do all of these things in, in, you know, in, in steps, right? It's like, okay, I am not using the right kind of salt. So I'm going to finish the salt that I have in my cabinet. And then the next time I go go to the grocery store, I'm going to buy this kind of oil um, or salt. Um, You know, I'm this, I, you know, I grew up on canola oil and that's all I know how to cook with, but I'm going to use this bottle and then I'm going to switch to, you know, olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, or hey, real butter when I'm baking. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it can be a, it can be a slow process and it doesn't need to stress you out. We're not here to add more burden to your load. It, it actually should lighten your load. Um, and it should make your life better. I love that. Um, now going kind of back to bone broth and bona fide provisions, how long have you guys been in business now? Well, let's see. We, it's been about 10 years, um, since we've been in business and we originally launched online through just an online retailer. And as I said, Bethany, this was never the goal. It was, I wasn't, you know, like some, guy in college that, you know, was like, Hey, let's make a buck, you know, with my dorm friend. It, that was never the intention here. And, um, you know, it just became bigger than, than us. And we really had to make a decision. Okay. Are we going to do this or not? So it's been about, been about 10 years and we're continuing to expand our line of products. Um, during COVID, we really started to look at the data and saw that there was this huge jump in cooking broths. And when I looked at the number one seller of cooking broth, there is a brand out there that is the number one seller of chicken broth. They're, they're an organic brand. I'm not going to say who they are. But when you turn the ingredients around, and this is the number one selling cooking broth that everybody's using in their kitchen, it says chicken flavoring. Mm-hmm. and cane sugar. I and, know. And I just mm-hmm. said, what, you know, I just can't. So I, I challenged my husband. I challenged our amazing, we are a female founded, female led brand. Our CEO is, is female. And, and so I challenged um, my husband and, and Amanda. And I said, I, I think we need to do something. These are people that are consuming this product by the boatload. And we need to put hello, something crazy like real chicken (laughs) in chicken broth. And then we did the same thing for for vegetables. Um, I saw that, you know, there's a a big vegan and vegetarian community out there. And although I am not a vegan or a vegetarian, my heart went out to these people who were using this product by the boatload. And it's, it's just, you know, junk. It's just flavoring sugars. It's, It's extracts. And so I said to my husband, let's do something crazy, like put 12 vegetables in a vegetable broth. (laughs) And so that's what we did. We came up with the only vegetable broth on the market with 12 organic vegetables. And, um, and so we launched those last year. They, they actually won an award, best new product of 2022, which I'm so uh-huh. um, humbly, you know, excited about. But, you know, we need people's support because we're going up against, when I tell you this company, they were bought out by the biggest soup company in America. So I'm not going to say names. So while they still use their label, they are 
they are the biggest soup company in 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 America. Um, and so I'm going up against them. And so we we do need everyone's support over in the broth aisle um, so that we can continue to expand our offerings over there um, and and bring real food to to people because that's that's my heart. Yeah, no, I love it. And so you do have a veggie broth, which is um, on the shelves where you would look uh, where all the other veggie broths are. Yeah. It's in a box. Um, and then your your bone broths are in the freezer section. Uh, and you do have a few soup options as well, which I love. Yeah, And so those are super helpful when you just like don't feel like cooking anything or just a base for another soup that you're making. Um, but that's just something that... Uh, I want to point out too is that a lot of brands are bought out or they're, you think it's so, oh, it's X brand, but it's really, they own, they're owned by, you know, Nestle or they're owned by these big corporations um, that I, th- I think I was doing, I think I shared this on Instagram a while ago, but there's like 11 companies that own everything. You know, and then um, the smaller brands, you, you'll see like uh, like Fritos, they're not even a company. They're owned by X company, you know? And so the same, it's like the same company that owns, you know, aspirin is making these foods that you need aspirin to take. So they're making money both ways. They're, they're providing a quote relief for the food you just ate that is also their brand. It's just, it's ridiculous. And so shopping small, you know, shopping, supporting independent um, companies like yourself um, really does speak volumes because you really do support with your dollar and you you really can trust small brands because um, I've, I've seen it in definitely in just Instagram and uh, working with brands. Um, I'm not going to name names, but I used to work with a brand, great brand, they got bought out by a huge company, their ingredients started to change and their sourcing started to change. And I was like, what in the world? And so I looked into it and I was like, oh my goodness, they got buy, bought out by X company, you know? So again, all that to say, um, you know, shop small, support smaller brands uh, like Bonafide and um, it you, you'll you feel better about it and I'm sure your body will feel it too. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Bethany, for pointing that out. And you know, it's we're we're we are all in a fight together. So whether it's me as the the owner of the product that's putting it on the shelf, or you as the you know the the brand that is out there getting all the messaging that's needed, or the shopper, we are all in this together. And when we support one another. We allow more products that we want to buy in the grocery store on the shelves. When we don't, we all lose. My product gets discontinued, right? And then, uh, you know, Bethany can't talk about that product and then the consumer can't find it. And so we are all in this together. Um, And so when you are supporting brands that really stick to the integrity of their products, um, what you do is you allow the door to be open for more brands to come on that grocery store shelf because it's all about real estate. When you walk into a grocery store, you have to look at that as this is a huge billion dollar business and it's all about real estate. And they're only going to put on the shelves what sells. They're not going to let just 
products get on there that you know that collect dust so whether okay. you're buying your ghee or your olive oil or um the kind of salt that you're purchasing any of the organic products when you purchase that your purchasing power speaks volumes because the grocery store that you're walking into will keep those products on the shelf when you don't they discontinue them and then you yeah. can't find them. And this is another thing I want to point out, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but um, when I used to work for a, a frozen food company way back in the day, um, we had to pay for freezer space. We had to pay the grocery stores to put our product in the free in their freezer. Is that still this happening? Many grocery stores, it's it's huge money that we have to pay to be in those grocery stores, whether whether it be through the margin that we have to offer them or the promotion. So when you go into a grocery store and it's, you know, $5 off or $3 off or $2 off, uh, the majority of the time, it's the brand that's offering that. We have to offer that promotion to move the product off the shelf. And you have to you know, for instance, our chicken broth and our vegetable broth, we are in a set. And remember that big giant soup company that I talked to you about, they have billions of promotional dollars. We're going up against their promotional dollars with our little tiny brand, you know, to try to be able to stay on the shelf and, and compete with them. So, so yes, yes, we, the brand pays for those things. And the, the way that you support the brands is simply by purchasing them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I could go on, but I think I'm just going to close here. Is there anything else though you wanted to add before we close? Just, you know, I know that your listeners are fighting the good fight. And I think oftentimes that we all get very tired of doing this. We feel like we're up against a lot, um, but we can band together and we can do this together and we can continue to fight the good fight. And we do not need to grow weary in doing good because in in due time we will all reap the harvest and whether it be a personal harvest because we're feeling great or a larger harvest because um our brands grow and our our you know uh, our following grows um we, we just don't don't grow weary in doing good because we you know there, there's a lot of us out there that this all of this matters to and when we find our flock <laughs> and we find our friends, um, we become in, empowered. So thank you to everyone who has ever supported our brand. You know, I always get really um, emotional, um, but thank you because mm. we're fighting the good fight. And when oh you support gosh. our brand, it means a lot. Sharon, you've you've been such a blessing to me and your whole team uh, has been. And it's uh, it's just amazing to see our personal friendship grow over the years. And um, it's just it truly speaks volumes to me personally. And I know um, I know about your brand personally and um, what you guys support. And I'm always aligned with that. Um and also just as, as I close too, I believe people can find you at Whole Foods nationwide and Sprouts, correct? Yes, we are actually in about 10,000 stores nationwide. So if all you have to do is look on our store locator, we are um, entering into many conventional stores right now. Albertson Safeway just picked up our brand. Awesome. Um, so please just go on our store locator. Um, and then Instacart, you can have product delivered. You know, we, uh, we, we love instant gratification. So you can have our product delivered within two hours to your, to your doorstep through Instacart if, if you prefer. 
Awesome. And I've seen you guys at Walmart too. Yes, we, we do have some offerings at, 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 at Walmart in the frozen set. Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sharon, for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Chris McComb. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first.